1: Welcome back. Now to National Security. The RCMP has laid seven charges against Cameron Ortis, a very senior operative at the force. He was Director General of the RCMP's National Intelligence Coordinating Coordination Center and an expert in China and the Far East. He's accused of committing multiple violations of the Security of Information Act and the Criminal Code. And we don't know many of the details, but RCMP Commissioner Brenda Lucky has publicly stated that these allegations are extremely unsettling. And now to get a little more info, we are going to go to our experts. Before we go, I'd like to give you the numbers to call if you have a comment on this. Are you worried about our national security? You know, some people shrug their shoulders and say, can't believe that, that this is happening in Canada. The numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 for seven forty. And right now we are going to Phil Gersky, president and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consultants, and terrorism and security expert Ross McLean. Hi there guys. Hi baby. Okay, let's start with Phil. Uh, does does this surprise you? And I, I heard but did not see any corroboration that he was in a lot of debt.
2: Yeah, I've seen the same allegations about that. In fact, I just read something a friend uh, forwarded to me about that. It's surprising in the sense that he was a fairly senior RCMP official who's alleged to have been involved in this behavior. Normally when stories like this break, and I'm curious what your take on this, Ross, it tends to be sort of a a lower-level person like an analyst or somebody who finds himself in a certain situation and ends up compromising information. But for someone at that level of seniority, that's... That I certainly haven't heard of a lot in my career, and maybe that's the most surprising element of this. It's not necessarily what he disclosed, because of course we don't really know what he disclosed, but the fact that he was, uh, he was fairly senior ranks in the RCMP. Ross?
3: Well, it does tend to be more more mid to senior level people that are involved uh, in breaches like this because they're the ones who've been around enough that people trust them enough uh, that they don't check on them at the more mid levels. But certainly, as Phil puts forward, at the most senior level, uh, it's very, very rare. Uh, there's been some famous cases in the past, but you know it's it's pretty rare for this one, and I think um, I think the depth and the breadth of the exposure. Uh, It's certainly large, but we don't know what that is yet.
1: The other thing that I saw is that he was apparently uh, one of the, if not the, closest advisor to the former commissioner, Bob Paulson. And he reached a very high rank as a civilian.
2: Yeah, that's an interesting part that I think that is also worth thinking about. So you know, look at Libby uh, CSIS and the RCMP. So CSIS where I used to work, at the RCMP. They're very similar organizations in that you kind of got the insiders who are your you know your intelligence officers with CSIS, your regular members of the RCMP, and you got everyone else. This is the civilians in the RCMP and the non-investigators with CSIS where I worked. So there, it really was kind of a, a world of you know the us and them. And for someone from the outside, if I can use that term. To have risen so rapidly and so high in the organization is really interesting, and and I hate to say this, but you know it it's gonna it's gonna feed this notion that we can only trust our own, which is not necessarily true. But you know you tend to you tend to, to close circles, close ranks when these things happen. And my fear is is that it's going to cast aspersions or doubts on other people within the RCMP who you know didn't come up through the rank and file went to Depot in Virginia and then you know did their posting somewhere in Canada that would be my fear at this point he uh
1: he was an expert in in cybersecurity with a special specialty in in East Asia is that significant Ross McLean
3: well yeah it is What's, what what we don't know yet is uh the motives or motives uh, for why he was doing this. Was this something that was dealing in state secrets, selling to states? Or was this something that, something that was dealing in criminal secrets, dealing with criminals for profit? So uh, and it could also have been both. Um, you know, the, the, con- the concern here really is with someone at that high level with that sort of skill, if the abilities weren't there to put the proper checks and balances on what he was doing, Uh, for doing things and how long he was doing it for. I mean, right now the charges apparently stem from 2015 uh, to 2019 to the current. After doing uh, what I imagine was a surreptitious warrant on his residence, they apparently found materials there that would indicate he had taken home and he had illegal access and storage of uh, government secrets.
1: And and was, uh, you know, the charge was he was about to divulge that to people he shouldn't divulge it to. Uh, I'm going to take a call from Pat in Toronto. Hi, Pat.
2: Good morning. I have only one question. Is the man in custody, I hope? Yes. Okay, that's all I...
1: Oh, we lost Pat. Pat was worried that he was at large. Um, as far as I understand, uh, he's not out on bail. Am I right, guys?
3: Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt that he would be, yeah. Yeah, he's doing video appearances uh, for the moment. So he's locked up, and all we have is sketches of him uh, from pictures.
1: And is it it significant uh, that, uh, again, uh, that he was a civilian uh, with so much access? Uh, Also, he was known as somebody who was extremely difficult, uh, extremely disciplined. They said he had zero body fat. He ran every day at noon. Does that add up to some kind of profile?
2: I, I don't think so. I, I think those are extraneous facts. To me, what's really important, Libby, is you know, and I think Ross alluded to this. Why did he do what he did? There are allegations he was in debt. There are allegations he was a bit of a golden boy that was brought in the RCMP. I want to know what the motivation was. And from what I'm seeing so far, it tend. And I, mean, I think Ross made this point earlier. It tends to, to, to skew more towards criminal at this point than espionage, based on what I've heard. But There's so much we don't know at this point. Maybe we'll get some more with the commissioner's news conference, but I'm guessing that as a national security file, they're going to keep tight wraps over this until such time as it goes to trial. And even then, my experience has been that, you know, you don't want to sort of, you know, sell out the store and this kind of stuff. You want to protect information still. So we may be frustrated more than not in terms of what we actually find out about what he is he is alleged to have given away
1: now is it a problem i'm i'm assuming that you know when somebody comes into the force they get their big security check are these security checks repeated or is it an issue where you know maybe he was just fine and then something happened in his personal life or elsewhere and uh he became a bad guy but he hasn't been checked for i don't know x number of years or whatever
2: Oh, it, It's standard uh, with a oh, top-secret clearance. Every five years you are reinvestigated and you have to go through the interview and, and, and why is it thesis through a polygraph as well. You also, and this is important Libby, to understand, uh, what you do while you work for CSIS or the RCMP in that environment, you have no expectation of privacy. So your search patterns are in fact logged and if somebody does any kind of look and says, hmm, this is not consistent with what, you're paying, with what we're paying you to do, they're going to start asking questions or there's patterns that are not consistent with that, you know, there's there's no way you can say, well, it's my privacy. It's not your privacy. You're dealing with classified information, and they have every right in internal security to ask you questions when they think that something has gone awry. Uh,
1: so is there any sense at all, Ross, of how he may have, you know, fallen through the cracks or why it took so long?
3: Yeah, they know exactly how, well, we know exactly how they caught him. There was a a Canadian who ran a worldwide enterprise with uh uh, phones, I believe they're like Blackberry devices that he gutted uh, encrypted them and had them, they'd work on the cellular networks or Wi-Fi and they'd only go through his servers and he sold them specifically apparently according to the allegations that he's been charged with um, for dealing with the criminal element and drug dealers and his uh, an RCMP document turned up on one of those servers, uh, laptops when they were going through it and then the RCMP went from that to go find him. So they know that that was at least one method that he was using to uh, perhaps offer these documents for sale or how he was brokering them. And as to what Phil was saying earlier, part of the problem when you're looking at guys like this is they know exactly what the, um, what the methods and strategies and tactics and technologies are that all of the five eyes and all the different agencies use for the most part. So they know exactly what not to use themselves if they're going to be doing something, and they know more or less what works. So that's, that's part of the deal in prosecuting him, was going to be figuring out uh, what devices and what trails did he use. I, I think that the fact that they apparently found a lot of information at his residence when they did the warrant is going to tell a lot about the subject matter for what he was doing, but maybe not quite how he was dealing it.
1: Okay, uh, final question. Uh, is it a surprise that we were apparently tipped off by allies, didn't figure this out on our own?
2: I would say not, not not, not, whatsoever. I mean, this is an alliance that's been around for the Second World War. We scratch their back, they scratch ours. We've had many cases where we've provided information to our allies that helped them in investigations. It goes vice versa. This is not a black spot on the RCMP for not finding out at first. This is why you have friends. In a perfect world, of course, we discover our own stuff. But, you know, this is the way investigations go, and this appears to be a trans-border investigation. So the fact the FBI felt confident to tell the RCMP, hey, here's what we found, I think is great points of the trust of the, the two nations, security, intelligence, and law enforcement agencies. have This is a good news story, not a bad news story.
1: Okay, yeah, that's all the time we have on this one. Uh, I bet we will be revisiting it, it at least uh, if we get some more information in dribs and drabs. Thank you so much, Ross McLean and Phil Gursky. Thanks. Thank you, take Don't, care, Ross.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.